Welcome back. This is the Quantum Health Recipe Podcast. My name is Dr. Rhett Kinney, and I am here with my co-host, Darcy Jones. And this morning, actually, we are going to be talking about your health savings account. How do you prepare for the future? How do you prepare for now and the future uh, regarding health and nutrition? So we have a number of, of thoughts that we want to uh, get on to this podcast this morning and uh, happy to to share a perspective. Darcy, let me just go ahead and, and let's just let's just start off with a question. What is our health savings account? Can you can you kind of um, can you kind of bring that out, draw that out for us? Yeah. So I mean, there's so many different ways you could look at it. You know, Rhett and I sat here and discussed. You know, how could we get this out to you all and make you understand it? And so. You know, whether it could be storing food in your cellar or storing micronutrients in your tissues, you know, your muscle tissue or your organs, you know, eating micronutrients, macronutrients, you know, what does fat do? What do carbs do? What do protein do? You know, there's many different ways that you could look at it. You know, uh, metaphorically speaking, you could, you know, just change your life by putting your money into organic farming, spending the money on your health so that, so that in the future you won't get diseases or you will, you will be able to be a 60-year-old man or a female and you're going to be able to hike in Hawaii when you're an old, old person. Would you like to do that, Rhett? Absolutely. You know, because it's, it's it's very important, you know. So many of us, I think, are scared to get old, but I'm not because I know if I treat my body well and I move efficiently and I take care of my joints and my muscles and my tendons and I eat the right foods that we can stay young for a long period of time. And I think that most people um, don't realize that. It's almost implanted in their mind that when you're old, you're sick, you're going to be in a nursing home. And the guys I study with, if you look at their DNA, some of these guys are still like young men. They have a lot of muscle. They feel great. They have a great brain. And and, and that's what I'm looking forward to is as we continue into science um, and, and more knowledge, you know, how can we move forward in the future, possibly getting younger? Maybe, maybe we won't get old with all the new technology coming out. And so... Our health savings account is very important, and for you to spend, even if it's an extra $100 a month, maybe actually set up an account, Rhett, you know, that, that you put money into to buy vitamins, minerals, and organic food. I like that idea. So um, we're talking about health savings account. How do we create a health savings account? So m many of you probably have you know, a bank account that you, that you, uh, that you draw money out from for your different expenses. And, um, we're arguing that the human body actually has an amazing way to do, uh, do the same thing, right? Um, our bodies actually have, uh, has a, a currency, you know, there's a, there's a currency, um, and, and the currency, uh, is, um, the calorie, you know, and so there are different different forms of calories out there in our food systems and our food that we consume. And, and that's what we're talking about. You know, how do we turn those calories into something that's going to uh, give us energy and, and, and just keep the wheel spinning? You know, um, life doesn't stop, obviously. I mean, 
I mean, it does eventually, but but only for the unfortunate. So if you're fortunate enough to be able to wake up this morning, you know, your body is, is constantly trying to negotiate energy demands. How do I how can I um, use the resources I have to get the things I need to today done? And uh, it's a constant battle, right? But it doesn't have to necessarily be a battle as long as you're you're feeding yourself good, proper nutrition. And so that's what we're talking about. Um, uh, Darcy had, had kind of touched on some of these different um, some of these different things. Um, I love the the conversation of, of metabolism, and it's hard to, to you know you can't you can't not talk about um, diet and nutrition and not, not talk about the metabolic processes. And, um, uh, so that's what we're going to dive a little bit into that without getting, uh, too, uh, fancy schmancy, uh, too far, too deep into the science, uh, itself. But, um, you know, our, our metabolic systems, there's, there's actually more than one. And, um, you know, you don't just, you don't just have a metabolism, you have metabolisms, you know, you have, you have the an ability to turn uh, sugar into to energy. You have an ability to turn protein into energy. You have an ability to turn uh, fat into energy, fatty foods. Um, and you have an ability actually to use the uh, ketones, which may, maybe uh, some of you have heard from the ever so popular uh, ketogenic diet, which we continue to hear more and more about, which is a great thing. Um, you know, and, and, and it, it, it can be used and it should be used um, to, to really help uh, folks in, in certain health conditions um, you know, which is, uh, appropriately, right? So there's, there's a lot of reasons or, or there's a lot of, uh, there are, there are some profiles that, that, uh, would do really, really well with, with the burning ketones for fuel. And so, um, all that to say, um, just to break it down real simple, you know, we have, we have me metabolisms. We don't just have one metabolism. This is the, the, um, the challenge your body has of turning what you eat into energy. And so I'm going to let Darcy talk a little bit more about that. And how does that, how does metabolism uh, relate to our health savings account? Do you have an idea, anything that off the top of your head? Yeah. You know, our metabolism is so important. Um, uh, is, is I study our ancestors and look back, you know, most of them were eating two to three uh, good, great meals a day. And they did, you know, I teach eating with the seasons and so I try to really eat with the seasons. And now that it's fall and winter, um, you could say that I do eat more of a ketogenic diet for sure. Uh, my body does really well with that uh, because I have blood sugar issues also. So being able to, you know, use fat for fuel is a, is a great thing. It really increases your cognitive function. Um, I see hormonal improvements in men and women. But little to say, uh, metabolism is so important, and, and I see people eating, you know, sometimes six meals a day because of maybe where the fitness industry has, has brought them. But do you agree, Rhett, that possibly eating six meals a day could throw off our metabolisms, eating that much every two hours? I yeah. think that that is a, um, a negative thing that we could do to our bodies. Yeah, it certainly doesn't fit the, uh, I mean, you know, by eating more food, you, you, you might be uh, giving yourself more calories, but, you know, with every new meal is going to bring um, uh, a whole, a whole new uh, battle or fight that your body now has to, uh, to deal with. So, you know, we can, we consume 
uh, say, for example, um, different bacteria and, and viral particles and who knows what else in, in, in every single food, which is going to stimulate, uh, you know, different foreign particles, for example, that our immune systems now have to deal with. Um, so I think to, to answer your question, like, yeah, every whether or not six meals is I'm getting a little off topic. I think totally whether or not six six uh, meals is a good thing. I think that, um, you know, just imagine, just I mean, just kind of imagine like, you know, if if someone just snacked all day long, how um, how potentially disruptive that would be for uh, hormone cycles. Huge. You know, our hormone cycles are, they're called, di a lot of them are called diurnal. Diurnal, diurnal means that there are, um, that there is a, a different times of the day. Uh, you know, it might be high, you know, cortisol, for example, very high in the morning and lower at night versus um, thyroid hormone, which is the exact opposite, you know, lower in the morning and higher at night. Um, you've got melatonin, which is a, a hormone that helps us sleep, which is uh, balanced and uh, with cortisol, for example. So if you're, you know, that's melatonin, for example, just um, is affected by, you know, the amount of screen time that you spend, uh, that, uh, that you spend any, any particular day uh, in front of, or um, just light in general, if you're, if you're under a lot of artificial light versus if you're, um, if you're outside in natural light, right, affects uh, your, um, your habenula gland, which is the, the gland that produces melatonin and all that to say, yes, Darcy, I know that's a long answer to say, no, it's, it's great um, to say that. Yeah. Uh, eating all the time. It's a huge energy expenditure, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, eating every two hours. And I find that people with so many people have hormonal issues already. And when they read this information and start eating six meals a day, they become more tired and fatigued. And most of the time they don't have the gut health to break down that food efficiently and take in the nutrients. So eating every three to four hours, three meals a day, maybe a snack, I find, now I'm not, this isn't for, you know, a collegiate football player. You know, we're talking about the average human being here. And I find that that works very well with the human species, uh, you know, because I, I think we, we forget that food really just keeps us alive and gives us the nutrition to be healthy. But now we look at food like we do material and it's an indulgence and we have forgot um, how lucky we are to have an abundance of it that, you know, as much as I love hunting, it is very, uh, I'm getting a little off topic here, but it it's really a spiritual thing, you know, to kind of take an animal's life and feed it to your family but yet when we buy meat from the store, we don't even look at it that way any longer. You know, we, we don't realize what, you know, the farmer worked hard to raise that animal, you know, uh, bring it to life, bring it to the store. And that animal provides us with the nutrients to stay alive. So I'll go, you know, I just wanted to say that, but we'll go back to, um, and I'll talk a little bit about glycogen. So, you know, my, my life is, is, the food that I eat is really a day-to-day -day basis. So, you know, like Rhett said and what we talked about a few days ago, you know, if I'm going to go do sprints or I'm going to um, do some max deadlifts that day, say I'm doing five sets of three, I'm going to eat carbohydrates before that because I'm using my glycogen storages. So that's going back to talking about your, your, your savings account, your health savings account. 
because we need to have these storages in our bodies to perform in our everyday tasks. Like, because today Rhett and I are doing uh, this podcast and using our brains, I ate a really high fat breakfast and, 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 you know, took some lion's mane, things like that for cognitive ability. So that's how we need to look at our life, you know, and we talked about in the spring and summer how maybe we ate more carbohydrates and that's due to because we physically worked hard to prepare for the winter. You know, any construction worker knows you work really hard in the spring and summertime because in the wintertime you're not going to work as much. And we need, you know, to put the things in our body in order to perform and feel healthy. And that's where certain diets can become very confusing when if we just connect back to nature, really it's all there. It's all available, the information. You know, we say, how did our ancestors know how to find water? How did they figure out how to hunt? Why did they eat this way? Well, it was there. The knowledge was right in front of them. It's just that we have to sit, take the time to think and think about and, and become in tune with our body. Your body will tell you what you need. You know, you ever have you ever just really craved watermelon in the summer, Rit? I have. <laughs> you want to know why? It's because it's in season. There's there's really never a time in the winter where I think, oh, man, I wish I had some watermelon. But I'll tell you what, every time I get done working hard outside in the summertime, I always go to my garden and I eat a fresh tomato and cucumber. It's like the most hydrating thing ever. I don't want a steak, but every night right now, I want a huge steak. It's like we, we daydream. <laughs> In, and you know any particular season might might bring with it cravings you know and and my wife does the same thing you know as soon as we 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 get towards uh you know late spring early summer or late summer you know uh, i'm starting to hear um my wife say you know wish wish you know wish we grew more tomatoes or can't wait to to eat that first tomato and and uh, we did that this year as well i mean we we made salsa till we just, we were tapped out. I mean, we, we, we had salsa and just ate and ate and ate until we got sick of it <laughs> and, yeah. and we're good. Right. And, and we won't, we probably won't do the same until, uh, till the following till next year, you know, but anyways, we look forward to that. So what I think I'm hearing you say, um, Darcy, number one, knowing, uh, ancestral wisdom or knowing the wisdom of the past, yes. understanding, um, you know, there might not have been uh, an awareness like we like we've got today in terms of the foundational components of, of health and nutrition and the biochemistry back way back then. But they still knew how to eat. And that's, you know, that that's very telling. How do they know to um, like Weston A. Price talks about when he when he went around the world looking at different uh, different people groups, different populations, they always they, they, they often neglected the carbs, but they, they always traveled with their fats, their fatty foods. And it was because it was so his, um, his testimony was he surmised, I guess, I don't know if you asked, I can't remember if he asked, this is in his book. Um, if you asked him or, um, if he surmised that it was because it was so hard to render the fats, you know, it, it takes quite a bit of, of work and effort and time and energy to actually produce high quality fatty foods. Like, they cooked with lard and, and butter and cheeses. And, you know, you, you think about all these, you know, more, more or less luxurious foods and um, they're very time consuming. For example, cheese doesn't, you know, cheese doesn't become cheese overnight. It takes, there's a process. The, the whole fermentation process is a process. And uh, all that to say, um, you know, there's quite a bit, quite a bit of energy. It's very, it's very, um, not only is it, is it very time consuming, but it's also labor intensive, right. To try to, to try to render um, 
the pork fat from from your uh, your pig that you that you raised and and um, and are are, are now going to use to nourish your family. So um, it's you know the as as far as fat goes, uh, fatty foods are very uh, difficult, much more difficult to um, to produce than say uh, a carrot or beets or any of those root crops, even lettuce, super, super easy to grow, where all you do is, is find some soil, throw down some seeds, and you've got a crop, you know, after 30, 60, 90 days um, to, to raise pigs and take care, take care of, of livestock, for example, is uh, very time consuming. And um, so, so learning ancestral wisdom, looking to the past to is going to be super, super important for us to sort of know what's, um, what's right today, right? We don't have to abandon uh, old principles. In fact, we shouldn't. If we do, I would say we're going in the wrong direction. And also, I think I'm hearing you say learning principles, Darcy. So um, that's where I think that this whole idea of learning principles is is super important. Um, You know, understanding that the type of of energy you're going to get from a uh, Cheerios, for example, or some sort of cereal versus a steak um, is, is much different. And we can actually use that knowledge, the, the, the knowledge of, of nutrition and biochemistry to know how to advise patients or how to advise our clients, for example, you know, how to encourage them, look, you know, this, a bowl of cereal is, is not going to meet your health needs. It's not going to meet, meet your energy needs. It might give you a bit of a high for, a, for 45 minutes to an hour, but you're going to need to eat you're going to need to eat again in, in no time versus if you eat a if you eat a, a, a well-balanced meal with some healthy fat and some and some really nutritious protein, it, it has the potential to really um, uh, to curb your appetite and actually keep you feeling full for a longer period of time. Um, does that make due to gut health or their problems within their DNA that, that is over my head that Rhett is the, the master behind those things? Um but we we want to teach you how to store things maybe in your home, in your bodies, um, and in your mind for the future, which would be your health savings account. There's just so many ways that you could look at that, whether it be actually storing money in an account so that you can afford to eat those things. But I've told Red a hundred times, since I was young, I spent a lot of money on my health because when I don't feel good, I don't work well. Um, I don't have energy to work out for my family, for my son. So spending money to feel good or, or putting it in an account, I have jars all over my house for, for certain things, uh, whether it be I'm getting goats in the spring, I have chickens, or that I want to buy my wife something for a holiday. You know, I, I, I try to save because it's important and life is important to me, and I want to live the best life that I can while I exist on this planet. Absolutely, and and we we know that you want to do the same. I mean, um, certainly you're motivated. You would, you know, if you weren't motivated, you wouldn't you wouldn't be tuning into uh, a program like this. That's that that really seeks to to try to help you out. Um, so we know that you're motivated. We're motivated as well, and we're we're just trying to connect the dots. Um, so. Just to clarify, you know, we, we want to, uh, I used to actually very, very much still do encourage people to look into this, to a, um, a colleague of mine that I, uh, I, I call him an, an acquaintance. I don't know him personally, but just a guy I've been following, whose work I've been following for a long time. His name, his name is Phil Maffetone. 
And uh, Phil Maftone has a, a pretty wonderful rap, rap sheet in terms of um, athletic coaching and, and um, uh, just athletics in general. He's been very, very much influential in the track and field um, uh, athletics and, um, and helping people train in that way. I think he's, he's still, you know, helping people these days, but, um, he wrote a book that, that I read in grad school that was so influential. One of the, one of the, the themes of the book that I loved so much, he talked about actually pushing illness and disease so far in the future, taking care of ourselves today so that we can push illness and disease so far in the future that we never see it or that illness and disease never, never comes in our, in our particular life, lifetime. And I thought that, that was, that was a, an idea that I, uh, that I absolutely loved. And I'll tell you why. Um, I think naturally I just, I, I tend to be filled with very, or, or look to um, just be very optimistic. I should say it that way. Very optimistic. I love, uh, you know, I'm very hope filled. I, uh, I very much like to believe the best about life that, for example, I don't, I don't believe that, that uh, life is, is uh, purposeless or, or meaningless, um, those types of things, you know, and, and um, all that to say that when, I was, when I'm reading Phil Maffetone's book, I'm, I'm being filled with hope. I'm like, hey, that's a much better, I think that's a much better uh, perspective, a perspective that I like to adopt and, and just take with me versus the idea of, you know what, one day you're going to, you know, you're going to be faced with disease. One day you're going to meet disease or you're going to meet, you know, chronic illness. You're going to meet um, problems. Well, I, I, I much, much prefer the, the, the message that, you know, you, potentially if you do it right, you, you might never face disease or never, never have to face illness. Um, if, and now f- fingers crossed, like, you know, that, that, that that's true in my life. But, um, you know, even if I do, even if I, I do run into to health related problems, I'm still I'm still gonna be optimistic, right? Um, so all that to say that uh, if you are in that place these days, let's say that let's say you're looking for an alternative. Let's say that you are you're already there. You're you're you you've you've met cancer in the face, and you and you're you're doing your best, for example. Um, to, to deal with that situation, or maybe you've got uh, an, an autoimmune condition or multiple autoimmune conditions that you're dealing with. I want to, uh, to, to try to, uh, to fill you with hope. You know, there is hope. I, I truly believe, and I bet Darcy would say the same thing. I, I truly believe that you're not without, um, you're not without hope. You're not without re- recovery. Uh, that, that the majority of the time people actually, they run out of resources or they run out of time. And, um, and I think that's one of the things that, that we'd like to highlight in this podcast, the resources that you might not know about that you, that you, that you can start looking for if you don't, maybe you don't know exists like a, like a health food store. You know, I tell Darcy all the time who, who owns a local health food store. I tell him, I'm like, I am so, so grateful. I can't tell you how grateful I am that you and your wife decided to, um, to take on this business because it, it, it provides the community with a lot of healthy foods, a lot of healthy options. He does a lot of the um, the heavy labor, the the heavy work of going to farms, you know, checking out their their uh, their um, their operations, making sure it's legit, making sure it's you know it's not stealing from people's health or stealing from our environment. That these farmers are doing it right. That's a big deal, right? These these um, small business owners. He's taking time out of his life 
to go, you know, it's not about products and, and it's not just about, excuse me, it's not just about selling products, right? It's not just about making money. It's about actually providing a need for the community that he believes in. And that's a, a need of, of healthy, nutritious meals, right? Or healthy, nutritious food. Thank you, Dar- Dar- Darcy. I know I, I've told him this many times, but no, all I have to say. I, I really appreciate that, Rhett. I really do, man. And yeah, I guess I guess I don't think of it that way. but Well, that's how I think of it. Yeah. That's how and, I think of it. And I do. And, and I really want to help the community, you know, become healthier and, and have these options. And I, I'm so thankful for the farmers that I do work with for practicing regenerative and sustainable farming techniques. And- health savings account. Health savings account. Um. I like the idea of, of a, a metaphorical storehouse or metaphorical uh, part of the conversation. We're, we're talking about taking care of yourself today, just like Phil Maffetone talks talks about taking care of yourself today, so that you've pushed illness and disease so far in the future, you you potentially never see it. You potentially never have to deal with it, right? Um, and also literal storehouses, right? Our our, our muscles, our tissue, our our, our liver, for example. Um, is like a little storehouse for, for vitamins and nutrients. Um, so we also have literal storehouses, our muscles, for example, and, and fatty tissue, right? Store a lot of, um, a lot of different nutrition that our body needs. Say if you, if you're starving, if, if there's a drought, for example, your, your bodies are going to, your body, um, your metabolic pathways, metabolic systems are going to pull from the store storehouses, uh, it has and, and, and in so doing, you know, those storehouses are going to compl- continue to deplete, just deplete themselves until you replenish them. You have to continue to eat um, so that uh, so that you can keep those storehouses um, full. But all that to say, I don't want to jump too much into I think we're, you know, I'm, I'm going on and on here. But, um, you know, we're, we're going to bring more and more of this type of conversation to the podcast. We want to dive into the metabolic systems, the, the fatty acid metabolism. So we're just going to uh, to wrap it up up here and encourage you folks to continue to eat eat well, eat the best you can. Come, you know, if you need a counselor, you need help with these types of questions, reach out to us or reach out to your trusted healthcare provider. That's what they're there for, right? Um, you got to kind of find the ones that speak the language. I think that's that's the problem. They got a lot of, a lot of folks that don't speak the language, but um, you know, as long as you know, if you need counseling, you need help. Reach out to people that uh, that you trust. You know, reach out to people that can help you. So um, we're also here to help and um, look forward to just continue the conversation for you. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, we could even look at it and say, is aging possibly a disease? David Sinclair has information on that. But you know, maybe I'll leave you with three tips, um, and, and Rhett would probably agree. You know, three three things that you could do just to have a, a better life, um, a healthier, a better well-being, would be to intermittent fast, cut gluten out, and eat more healthy fats. See you guys. See ya.